Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Stinky Lazaretta. This band has been paving the road to a unique sound of heavy metal for years. This year they are releasing Anthems and Phantoms, an album that truly defines the band. And here is my interview with Stinky Lazaretta. Well, I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Hey, no problem. I love it. And we have great news to talk about. There's a new release coming out. I wanted to know if you could speak on that. Okay. Um, this is Yanni Papadopoulos here from Stinking Lizavetta. And uh, we have a brand new album coming out. It's called Anthems and Phantoms. It's on uh, SRA Records, local record label, label here in Philadelphia. And... Uh, we are just so excited about it. Yes, and there's a lot to be excited about because, um, one, um, this has been a long time coming, and I think the fans are looking for uh, new material, and it's it'll add to the live experience, definitely. Yep, and we're going to hit the road uh, July 5th all the way through the whole month with uh, telekinetic yeti and do a uh, a west coast loop so i wanted to ask you um will there be a video release for this album ah there actually is a video release already online um it was uh premiered by uh decibel magazine uh last week and um it's uh the song is called uh uh the song is called electric future so if you look up uh stinking lizavetta electric future uh on youtube you can find a video now the video is a uh is a live audio actually it's not actually the audio from the record because we're kind of cranks in that way we didn't want to do a uh uh you know uh, a movie style video so we just did an actual live video of a song from the record and threw it out there just so people can see us actually playing a song and one thing i wanted to talk to you about um, you've been doing this since 96 i wanted to ask you as far as classification if i look up the band I get all these classifications. I understand labels and, you know, the industry, they have to, you know, try to give you some kind of group. And there's more classifications than ever nowadays. Sure. And I wanted to ask you, if you was to classify your style, what would you say it would be? Well, we are a rock band. That's what I think my style is, rock guitar. Uh, you know, with a little bit of, little bit of gonzo mixness mixed in there because uh but but i am a uh, i'm a devotee of the of the rock guitar style you know i mm -hmm. jimmy hendrix eddie van halen and then like you know mix some punk in there great players like greg ginn and of black flag and dr no the bad brains and um you know and just try to bring my thing to the to the guitar uh that's like that's i feel like that's the responsibility you take on when you uh when you put that thing over your neck 
you're you got to bring it into the modern age you got to bring yourself into it and uh you know learn from the masters but put yourself out there sure and the band has definitely a uniqueness to it um you know i was searching myself in a way to classify how i if i was a label trying to classify and in listening to your material i always get this uh king crimson feel yeah yeah progressive rock kind of feel um you know we, we we definitely like that kind of thing we like getting into the the odd the odder part of of rock you know the part where you there's odd time signatures or quick changes mm. and uh you know we're definitely fans of of the of the progressive rock world you know but i don't I wouldn't consider myself, I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare myself to someone like Alan Holmesworth or, you know, John McLaughlin, these guys that were really, really, really developed. I'm, I'm just sitting at the, you know, I, I, I'm just scratching the surface of what those guys were doing, you know. See, I think you undersell yourself a bit because, uh, <laughs> man, I listened to the material and I'm just blown away. Um, especially in hearing it live um, you guys bring an energy live that is almost unmatched by most bands well we just want to uh, you know give people everything we got when we hit that stage we're just you know we make sure that we're just there we're present in the music you know get get mm -hmm get right into it we're not it's not just like because you never know when your last show is going to be you know you just don't know you don't know when the i mean people are like oh you know we'll we'll see you next time you come <laughs> and you're like i, I have no idea what that's going to be <laughs> <You know? laughs> and can you tell me about the beginning take me back to the beginning when you guys first sat together did you feel the that magic when you guys first sat down? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I got to tell you, Robert, uh, the, you know, I'm, I'm the, uh, I'm the older brother in the band. My, my younger brother, Alexi is the bass player. And oh. uh, I literally had to wait for him to grow up to be in a band with him. And uh, it was, it wasn't an easy sell either. Uh, believe it or not <laughs> but uh i uh the bass he plays is an upright electric and, yes uh, i i i bought it from a guy for like a hundred bucks in in you know 94 and um i uh i i said because he said well i don't want to play bass in a band unless it's an upright and I said, all right, well, let's see what we can do. And uh, I found this thing and I, I, I called them up and I said, I think I've found your destiny. And uh, he started playing it and he was just like, wow, this thing is amazing. And then uh, and playing with Cheshire, I mean, the first time I saw Cheshire play, I was absolutely enthralled. I couldn't take my eyes off of her. I just was watching this woman just and you know i had seen bands like the melvins and and mm -hmm. you know heavy heavy bands before and and she was actually just playing in what she called a folk rock band at the time 
and uh, uh, they were called the National Wrecking Company. And but when I saw the set, I was just like, "Dear Lord, I got to jam with that person." Right. That's pretty amazing. And uh, and then we just started. And then we, you know, we started the story. And uh, you know, we've been through ups and downs and all arounds and done some amazing things. I mean. There no, there's no lack of great shows that we've played in in Germany and England and the U.S. Um, but, you know, it's still, uh, uh, you know, every year you kind of have to mentally renew your contract. You know, mm. you go, all right, we're still we're still doing it. We're still doing it. You know. And. Uh, what would you say. Is the greatest achievement as far as your musical playing that you've achieved like um for example i imagine you start out at a very young age playing because your your progression on guitar is constantly growing i was probably about 12 when i started playing guitar yeah but i didn't get serious you know it's funny people think oh you've been playing since you're 12. you know up until i was about 24 all I knew was like, you know, your basic rock stuff. And then I, I met a guy that, that saw me play and he was like, I know what you need to know. And uh, he had been to one of these like guitar institutes and, mm-hmm. and, he, and he kind of like just sat down with me a couple of times and showed me some scale patterns and things like that. And he, and it kind of brought me into the, into the world where I could say, okay, now I get this stuff uh, at a little deeper level, you know? And um, I, I still actually take guitar lessons. I even take guitar lessons now, even though I'm a teacher. I take guitar lessons from a, a guy out in Chicago named uh, Danny Levin, who's just an incredible like gypsy jazz player. So I, I still try to get, you know, he tells me how terrible I am all the time. And, you know, so <laughs> one of those things where you got to have somebody pushing you. You know what I mean? Sure. Or, Absolutely. But my greatest achievement, um, you know, like I, I really like my greatest achievement is when I can get my my playing and the band's playing all on the same page. And we, we really understand how to deliver a song, you know, mm. and, we, and we get that and we and we're just all really feeling it the same way. And we've got the right amount of looseness. And we got the right amount of tightness, you know, so that it's not, yes, because because I don't want it to be completely scripted when we play, you know, that can only take you so far. Sure. You got to get off the script a little bit um, or you're not or, or you're just like making the donuts. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, so uh, but when we can do that, when we can get into that zone where we're just we're just feeling it and uh you know it's there's all that communication is there then i feel like okay this is this is the idea i'm we're doing it we're we're getting it you know i also wanted to ask you along your journey yeah you guys have had such a great career i wanted to ask what would you say along that journey has been the best advice that has been given to you. <laughs> uh, 
Well, you know, something that people say to me, and I, I listen to it every time somebody says it to me, which is don't stop. Keep doing what you're doing. And and it's it's people in the audience that come up to us after the show. And it's as if they're like worried that we might just quit. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, whatever you do, don't stop doing what you're doing. And, you know, after the after the long drives and, and you know, getting back home and all of that, that still reverberates in your in your head and your heart. And you say, all right, you know, that guy, that guy in, in Lafayette, Louisiana, that guy was really meant it when he said that and he would really miss it, you know, and, uh, and that's basically like, you know, what I'm, that's what I'm listening to from people, you know, I'm just listening to them say that to me. And I also wanted to turn around the other way. I wanted to ask you if I was a new band and I was coming out, what advice would you give me in this day and age of the industry? play as much as possible play as many shows as you can um you never know who's in the audience you never know when when that moment is going to come where somebody's going to be like i can help you you know um and all the little steps along the way count towards uh you know towards if if, if you can wake up if you can wake up the next day and do it again, then you're, you're successful, you know, mm -hmm. um, now, and, but on the other hand, you know, I do not, I do not blame people for quitting. I do not blame them, you know, because like, uh, um, you know, life, life is complicated and, uh, not everyone can, uh, can find a space for, uh, creativity in life. You know, there are a lot of responsibilities and, um, so I never blame anyone for, for putting it down, you know. Yeah, I think uh, uh, what I remember when being younger and someone said to me, 10 or 10,000. And I said, well, what do you mean? And said, give the same show for 10 as you would 10,000. Because yeah. you don't know who's there. And that's so true. If you can't rock one guy, then, you know, don't bother. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, you really do. You really do. And somebody, you know. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the experience of it is like nothing you'll ever have, you know. And, uh, you know, like just the, you don't even remember. You don't remember the big shows at the end of the day as much as the little ones anyway. You know, the big ones are nice, but they're a little impersonal. But like, you know, when you get that, it, when you play the little ones, now I'm not saying I want to play to five people for the rest of my life, you know, or <laughs> but uh, the, honestly, like you can only, you, you, you feel the energy of, you know, you feel the energy of like about a hundred people. And above that, it's just kind of like, all right, there's more people, you know? Right. But you know so uh there is a sort of certain uh uh cap to how much you can even feel anyway so i wouldn't worry about it you know just you know if you love what you're doing uh 
what is it? I think Joseph Campbell said that if you if you love what you're doing, the doors will open. Yeah. Yes. And I wanted to get back to the album and the material. Um, could you talk to me about the writing process for the band, how it goes? Well, there's all kinds of different stuff that that happens. I got to tell you, we any it's it's a really it's really like an anything goes uh, situation. Like sometimes I'll just be uh, sitting on my porch and I'll hear a, like a car go by with a with a, like a huge stereo, you know, because I, I live mm -hmm. in, I live in the city, and I'll get a little, but I'll but I'll hear it from down the street, and I'll get a little thing from it, and I'll I'll run inside and I'll. I'll play it on the guitar and I know it's not what I heard, but it's, but now it is, it's something that right. now becomes mine, you know, or, um, or, uh, or I'll be practicing some, uh, some scale pattern or somebody else's song. And I'll just say a, a lot of the times, you know what it is, Robert, it's that it's that first five minutes when you pick up the guitar, that's where, that's where the riff comes from. It's usually like it's not it's not a long it's not a drawn out, you know, thing where you spend five hours working on a riff. It's like you, you pick up the guitar and, and in that first five minutes, there's some kind of magic that might happen. And if it doesn't, mm. you can't force it, you know. And then you take it into the band and you say, hey, I got a little thing here. And and they go, oh, well, that sounds like it could be fun, you know. And um, and we start playing it, and we just try to figure out where it's going to go, what the what the next part is going to be, and um, you know, like we just uh, it's kind of there's all all kinds of little tricks to uh, to to that we just try to put it through. But you know that as long as you've got that kernel, that little like that little riff, that little inspiration, you can uh, you can just that's it. There's your tune right there, you know. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people think that, uh, you know, music of rock genre is some guy sitting in front of a piano um, with a piece of paper writing down notes and this and that. And it's the farthest thing, most, usually from the truth. No, you just yeah. stumble across it, you know. Yeah, you just kind of like, and then and then you put it through your your filter, you know. It's just kind of like uh, put it through the the. Uh, you got to know the tricks of the trade sometimes, you know. Right. Yeah. And I also wanted to ask you, um, what can fans look for next? Um, we talked about the tour. Um, talked about the uh, it's out. Um, is there anything else that'll be coming out before this release? Um, there's a couple of more videos. Uh, I think we've got three lined up. And um, they're all produced the same way. They're all taken from the, these, uh, this live thing that we did in front of a green screen. And then um, our, our, our video, uh, what we call it, video artist, Pete Wilder takes the green screens and he sort of like layers images over them. And, um, you know, it kind of looks a little retro, but it, it, it's, but it's homegrown, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we've got two more videos coming out, which, and um, 
you know, we're really looking forward to just playing more shows. And uh, if you're lucky, uh, I think we've got a, uh, I think we're doing a cover of Wicked World on this next tour too. And I'm going to sing it. Oh, great. And you get to hear me do my best Ozzy impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you, you're in Philly, is that correct? Yes, sir. Where's the best Philly's cheesesteak at? <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm a fan of Pat's. I gotta say, Pat's and Geno's is the uh, is the rivalry. I'm I'm a fan of Pat's. They're nice and soggy. They, they put mm -hmm. a whiz on it, and they just you know, it, it's all it, it just comes right hot right off of the right off of the uh, skillet there, and uh, they've got those those awesome peppers too they that come from new jersey these these little sweet little peppers that you eat too we were just down at the uh at the italian market festival just last week and it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of uh a lot of cheesesteaks a lot of tacos and uh people just having a good time it's really good yeah i think it's great uh it's great to go to outings like that because uh it's just a great feeling and, you know, people are escaping from, you know, their dreaded work week and just having a good time. People want to be around each other now. You know, that's a great thing. It's a great feeling that this whole pandemic thing is over and that we can just kind of reboot our lives and just figure out what we like and go do it again. You know? Yeah. I think we all realize how precious our freedoms were. Yeah, the last tour we did, I actually got COVID uh, before it ended. So we had to cut it short a little bit. Um, and uh, that was last summer. Um, and we haven't been out since then. But, uh, but we've, we've been playing, though. We've been playing locally. Um, you know, we try to, we, we, uh, we do all kinds of little side projects and things like that as well. You know, so we keep... Uh, you know, we keep active. Me and my brother, uh, we have actually a uh, like a like an old timey jazz band that we do called Last of the Red Hot Lovers. Ah, <laughs> and uh, and actually, Gina Gleason from uh, from Baroness plays guitar with us too. And, oh wow! And uh, we played like you know five people over at the corner bar called. Uh, upstairs at Abyssinia. We just did that on Friday. We had to have a great time doing that. So, you know, we, we try to do things outside of the, you know, I, I, we're, we're people like, you know, I like, I like to play also for the people that I just call the normal people. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, not necessarily fans of underground rock music, but people that are just like, Hey, what the heck is, what, what is this? All right. <laughs> let, me, let me check it out. You know, and uh, you said you're going on a West Coast trip. I wanted to ask you, uh, are there plans in the future to come east, to come to especially Ohio? Ah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could do a whole tour of Ohio alone. Ohio is like a, its own country, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we used to uh, we used to play in Youngstown at the Nyabingi all the time, and uh, we've played in uh, in uh, Cleveland quite a bit too. Great people! I always people from are, are you in Cleveland? 
Um, I'm in Maslin. I'm uh, about 40 minutes from Cleveland and about two hours from Columbus. I got to tell you, Robert, I've met some of the uh, most fascinating people from Cleveland. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty deep, pretty deep people there. Definitely. Um, and definitely a fondness for for great music. And, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, you know, people don't understand the disgust that Ohioans have for what the Rock Hall has done made itself yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know because we are such fans of rock and uh you know the phrase rock and roll was coined in cleveland ohio by alan free all right and uh yeah we just you know fans just have total disgust for what they've done who, who was he talking about was he talking about little richard at the time or was he talking i forgot I forget exactly who he was talking about. The actual audio and the mic is in the whole thing. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, you guys got the Dead Boys too, right? Yes. You could say punk rock was invented in, in, in Cleveland too, right? Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's crazy. I remember, I remember WMMS which was a major station in Cleveland um, paying for the demos for Rush to do their first album. Really? Wow. Yeah. Because they were more popular in Cleveland than they were in Canada. <laughs> Man, makes sense. There's just so, such great people there. Absolutely. I mean, I'm also a big fan of, uh, I don't know if you know, Harvey Picar, the, uh, the uh, comic book writer. He had a. Uh, he he lived in Cleveland. And yes. He had, uh, he had a, a thing called American Splendor, and I used to read that all the time. Uh, Love that mag that that those stories. Um, the the short answer is yes, of course. Uh, we'd love to get back there. You know, we'd love to, to get to Cleveland. Um, we almost consider that. You know, since we're in PA, that's like a local gig for us. You know. Mm hmm. Going to you know going to the West Coast, it's like that's like going to Australia. You know? Sure. Um, and um, yeah, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, uh, we'll 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 definitely hit it. I can't say that there are any plans right now, but um, we're gonna be there. We're gonna be there. We're not you know we're gonna give this next record as much of a a push as we can because it deserves it and. Um, you know, just the more ears we can get on our music and the more people we can make happy, just there you go. And it's all just about scheduling it with our personal lives and, and making it work. The, 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 uh, the desire is definitely there. And I can definitely speak um, personally that this band is a band that needs to be seen live because there's a magic amongst you that is almost untouched by most bands. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. And I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me, my friend. Well, it's been my pleasure. This has been a great interview. Thank you so much. And uh, I look, as I say, I look forward to uh, the videos as they come out and uh, actually 
actually catching you on tour, my friend. Okay, Robert. Well, you rock on, man. All right, you have a great rest of your day, my friend. Thank you. I'll, we'll see you in. We'll see you in Ohio. See you in Ohio. Definitely. All right, man. Ciao. Ciao. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.